0: What's up, everybody? This is Martin L. Mathis, and you're listening to the Outlaw Podcast. Woo! All right, episode two. You're still here. So let's get started. Um, last Last week, we were talking about the situation with Garth Brooks. And that really got me thinking about the future of country music. So today, on the uh, on the Outlaw Podcast, we're going to talk about the future of country music and where where is it headed now at this point. And we're going to talk about a little bit of history and a little bit of uh, how I feel about it because um, I just I feel like the road we're on right now. What in the world? Somebody's going down the road. The wor- the road that we're on, not the road that this guy's on. The road that we're on right now, um, with country music is is a bridge to nowhere. And to understand what that really means, you really you really don't have to look any further than uh, the end of the rainbow. I mean, that sounds crazy, but um Okay, let's go back and let's just let's just go back and let's just put everything and set everything up here. So we're coming from the '90s, right? We're running country is uh, I would say country is king. Country is this American, this American genre that just just represents you know just the manly man. You know, it's clean. It's something that kids listen to and that their parents can ride down the road and have on the radio. Okay, we're leaving the 90s. We're going to the 2000s. I mean, it's still kicking. You've got Dixie Chicks. You've got Tim McGraw really, really starting to to hit off. You've got Chris Ledoux. You've got George Strait still dropping fire. Um, um, New guys starting to show up like Jason Aldean, um, Luke Bryan. People like that are are, are starting to come onto the scene. And the music industry is continuing to develop. It's continuing to grow and is continuing to engage and involve more people in the marketplace as the marketplace changes so what happens I don't know I really don't know but somewhere between 2000 and today somewhere in there somewhere the industry decided fuck it and i know that sounds crazy but this is this is this is, this is, just hang with me for a second okay and I don't know if it was the digital marketplace or what, but I've got a few ideas as to what drove this. Up until this point, hip-hop and rap had, had been considered a, a novelty thing. Something from, just something over here that, that and uh, let's just be honest. Here on the Outlaw Podcast, let me just assure you, we are not uh, racism uh, supporters of any kind or any kind of thing like that. So that's my disclaimer, but um for 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 lack of better phrase, rap was the thing that that the the african American people did. you know it was just their little their genre their brand, you know and 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 a lot of people just wrote it off. they really didn't worry about it as far as as worrying about it, and it's nothing you should worry about, you know what I mean, as far as as looking at it as a competitive genre, <clears throat> and all of a sudden. Rap gets its shit together. It puts on its big boy pants and it goes to work and it starts to kick ass. And now it's one of the top um, number one genres in the country today. And there's one word that I can I can can sum up why that is, and it's really simple: counterculture. Rap right now is the counterculture to the conservative, wholesome, good you know old old jolly ass movement. That um that is in the country right now, right? So at one time it was, um, at one time it was it was hippie music, you know, um, the sixties. It was rock and roll. Um, it developed into um, uh, you know, country had its had its counterculture days in the sixties, and um, it's just. As this thing developed, rap music turned into the counterculture. Now, I know you're thinking, Martin, what are we talking about? We were talking about the future of country, but now we're talking about rap. Here's the deal. When you build a metal structure, you can just weld that bad boy together, and and all in all, the the, the individual pieces of steel – don't really matter as in a whole to the end result. Yeah, you'll get more stability, but you get what I'm saying. You can build a structure with less there. When you build with wood, every single piece of wood is is going to contribute to the stability of that structure. And if one piece of wood starts to cause problems, it can cause the whole structure to have have issues and have to be rebuilt, have to realign everything and, and shuffle everything up. So, what I'm getting at with with all this long just beat around the bush is, excuse me, is rap started to come into its own. It started to become its own industry. It started to make millions of dollars, not just a couple hundred thousand here and there or a couple million here and there. Um, You're talking millions, like, I mean, hundreds of millions and then developing into a billion-dollar industry that's just just poised to grow. And not only that, RAP has something that no other industry has. They have a a dedicated, almost ethnic-based base that almost every single person um, that is uh, that is African American listens to rap music, and I'm not, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, they're gonna they're gonna eat me alive. And they're gonna say, "Oh, there's like, well, yeah, you know, I know," but for the most part, a lot of African American people listen to rap, and I'm not cutting it. I'm saying it's awesome, it's great because as far as marketing goes, you know, you can push, you know, a music to a group of people that is it is enormous, and and because of that, they were able to do that. Basically, they got everybody on board and it became the counterculture, you know, um, uh, the stuff that they sing about and stuff like that, you know, drug dealers and rappers and uh, fast cars, money and and making money and stuff like that. You know, all this stuff appeals to everybody, but it's the counterculture, the embodiment. You know, these guys are and and, and everybody's going to give me a lot of a lot of trouble for saying this, but these guys are the rock stars nowadays according to everyone else in the country. We might sit around and, and, and pretend like they're not, um, but they are. And there's nothing anybody can do about it except for it to get bigger and to do wilder things than they do. But this is the lavish lifestyle. they, they, they They're doing it. Okay? And nobody can touch it right now. What all that ties into my story with the future of country is that country... Somewhere when rap rap really took off, really just took off um, around two thousand five, two thousand early two thousands, mid two thousands, it just took off almost crazy. And instead of competing with that, country was just just helpless. Country music was just sitting there and like uh, in a wheelchair. Just just what do we do, you know? And they they did the worst thing that they could possibly ever do they started to merge ever so slightly and now we get to a point today <clears throat> where the last Luke Bryan song i heard um has white noise in it so you you country music is a genre that is built upon americana it's built upon the sounds of america it's an american down home genre of of an older type, but it's an it's an acoustic genre. It's a it's a it's a folk genre. It's a stories of of America's genre. And we're losing that. We're slowly starting to inch slowly away from that to this new pop slash country um techno, I would even say, from all the, the designer beats and stuff. And all that comes from is from the way the industry has shifted from being professionalized with musicians to now people are doing things at home for much cheaper and they're able to create these drum tracks and these different things and only you know and and they're able to get away with it but my thing is is take that same guy who's performing with tracks on his album put him in public and let him play and see if people go for it because people aren't going to go for that um if a country artist is trying to perform with tracks but rappers can. So you know this this topic is funny how this, this this episode started out as being a discussion of the future of country, but now it seems like it's turning into a rap versus country, which is true. Um, and it's not like they're actually competing against each other, but all for, you know there's limited amounts of resources and financials and, and music people, listeners, you know what I'm saying here um, in the world and everybody's competing for them. you know it's a limited base of music followers and we're all competing for them. We're always trying to turn on new people, but those people that will go out and purchase an album and you want to buy yours. So here's the, here's, here's a couple things that, that, that led to this. Um, we get to this point to where they give up, um, they're hiring, um, new younger people to help these companies out and they're putting these fresh college, you know, my, in my opinion, green, behind the ears and very, very naive young people into these jobs, into these A&R positions and whatnot that are going after a sound that they personally like. And that's okay when it's a good sound, but but you signed up for, for the country road and now you're starting to blend genres. So you wind up with a lot of producers that... They they're they're heading down a road of a mixed blend. They're headed down a road of we're gonna we're gonna try and steal the beats of hip hop and still keep the country sound. And you wind up with a song that's got Carrie Underwood, fucking eight oh eights, but it's got a banjo, you know. Or you've got Florida Georgia Line, and 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 there there um there's people in the background going hey, Hey, you know, like Sam Hunting and stuff like this, and I don't hate these guys, but I don't think that these guys should go up to the Country Music Awards or the American Academy of uh, Country Music or, or any of these country music shows and actually accept an award because you're not country. You, you sh- you're not in the right market. You're mislabeling yourself, and you're competing in a, in a against... A much larger fan base. You, you can't. It's not fair to do that to people who are true country, and you wind up with a, with a, just a, a dilution of pop that has just ran through the entire industry, and music industry as a whole, and um, this EDM type stuff. And and like I said, there's nothing wrong with EDM. It's all. It's beautiful. It's, it has some cool sounds and different things that people are able to achieve. You know, I have no problem with that. People like Sam Hunt. Um, with these new age type, you know, you know, spoken verse type things that they do, you know, whatever, that's you, man. Do do what you do and more power to you because you do it and you do it well and you're the first one to do it that way. And, and by all means, you have all my respect. But at the end of the day, we're looking at the future of country music here. And right now, country music has has just stagnated into this blend of like half hip hop, half country. Um, You know, like they say about the rhinos, it's really country in name only at this point. And it's always funny to me when you see artists like um, breakout artists like Chris Stapleton and guys like Brent Cobb and um, John Party and all these all these these OGs that are still out there with us and still out there with me here that make real country music. And and we don't write to anything. We don't we don't we don't sit down in a circle and, and pull shit out of a hat and come up with a song to write when something's on your heart, you know, uh, like to say in church, when, when, the, when it lays something on your heart, you just write about it. And that's where music, you know, music isn't, isn't written. It's made. That's how I always feel about it. So continuing on to, to get the, to get past this, this hump we're in, in the industry today, we got to do a few things. First off, We've got to start going out and finding these artists that aren't the the side razor shaved head. Um, I don't even know what kind of boots those are. That's like a like a, I say it's some military boot, but it's not a military boot. It looks like some some uh, some Cla- some old clawed hoppers on, and uh, <clears throat> some slim fit jeans, you know, with a little whatever the fuck cloth cotton jacket with a lot of buttons on it we got to quit looking for that guy, and you've got to go out, and you've got to close your eyes, and you've got to listen. And if you are sitting there, and I'm talking to the A&R guys that are listening to the podcast here. If you're sitting there, and you close your eyes, and you can feel that person, you can feel that song, you can feel that voice, you can close your eyes, and you can see something. It doesn't matter what it is, but it makes you see something. Then you need to sign that guy. If you can do that five times or more in that person's show, then sign that person. If not, you need to turn around, you need to go down the road, and you need to find somebody that makes you feel that way. Because when I turn on the radio nowadays and I close my eyes and I listen to these songs, I don't feel anything. There's nothing there. It's very, it feels very produced. It and and it and it doesn't have a whole lot of soul. And I don't know, and it's not the singers. It's not the singers. It's not it's not these guys' fault. Because they're just doing a the job, they're just trying to, to 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 put their face out there and to have a new, you know, a new song, and they have to stay relevant. So they're doing all these things they can to stay relevant. So it's not their fault. It's not the manager's fault because they're booking the shows. They're doing every. They're doing their job. It's the producer's fault and it's the songwriter's fault that they're that they're allowing these things to go on. And I, you know, you can reinvent yourself to stay relevant, but. You don't you, you can't you can't lose who you are in the process, and I'm worried that within the next ten to fifteen years, if we're not careful as a genre, we're going to lose who we are, and we're going to forget what acoustic guitars sound like, and we're going to forget what real country music sounds like, so that when the guy who has the answer walks in the door, the guy who can lead the industry forward, and the guy who can put country music back on the map as a legitimate genre. He's gonna walk in the door and they're gonna get laughed back out of the door. The only way that 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 real artistry comes to light in this genre now, now in in this time and nowadays, is by artists who do it themselves. And this is for the A&R guys. Let me ask you this: if we're out here and we're we're creating our own content and we're we're marketing ourselves and we're on YouTube and we're doing all these different things alongside with our music. If we're out here and we're doing it on our own then why do we need you? And that's dangerous too, which I hope that's where we get to a level where <clears throat> the artists who are serious and the artists who are here to make a change in the industry and who are here for the love of music and, and for mainly just to to have their, have their songs out and to, to just make an impact, you know, mainly. The people who aren't in it for the money, the people who are in it for the heart and soul of it, there's enough of us and we outnumber you guys. So we're going to take it back, and that's step one. And step two is to put out real music again, and fuck the critics, you know, um, because we, we, you know, they're they're, just, they're trying to appeal to the wrong audience, and by doing that, we've we're losing who we are as a genre. We're we're adding in, you know. Um, when the last time I went to the studio, the very first thing that the the drummer did was he walked over and he, you know, he punches in on this drum set, uh, machine. And I understand, you know, you need to have time and stuff, but I understand you're a drummer too. And I don't pay fucking boss or Roland to play my drums. I'm paying you to. So, you know, um, and and I'm probably going to catch a lot of, a lot of flack about that, but you know, um, I'm just an authentic guy. I like real things. I like real instruments. I like real people behind them playing them. And you know this, the single came out great, and everything went wonderful with it, and uh, it's done really well. But um, one of the, ha- the hallmarks that I would like to have of my music is a is a lack of automation. You know, I um, I don't want to be known for these these um, Jay Z type beats leading into my song. You know, where you're kind of looking at the radio like, what the fuck, what what station did I am I on one of three, uh, you know. Nine or am I on, you know? Am I on the wrong, you know? I'm on you know WJIZ ninety six point three, you know, Blazing Hits type radio. Which nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, you know, you should know what you're listening to when you're listening to it, and it should be different. It should be fulfilling. It should should make you feel. You know, when you close your eyes, there's a heart and soul there, and there's not. And I just I'm finding too much. Way too often now that I turn my radio on and it stays on a country station for about two to three songs. And uh it's usually the girls. I mean Kelsey uh uh ballerini and Carrie Underwood and uh you know Miranda Lambert, uh all the all the ladies are just just killing it. You know, they're writing, you know, soul, they're they're going through shit though. If you look at their lives, they're going through shit, and that's what it takes, man. You know, so If you're listening to the podcast and you're an artist and you're writing and you're sitting there, you know, you're like somebody like uh, Luke Bryan or somebody like that and you're sitting there like, oh, look at this asshole, you know, he's just sitting here just on his little podcast just talking trash about everybody, you're part of the problem because you're not paying attention, okay? So what I need you to do is I need you to pull your head out of your ass and pull your fingers off the keyboard for a minute and really focus in on what you got started with and everybody that's performing today needs to pull out that ugly ass burnt blank cd memorex demo that you cut 15 years ago and you need to listen to it and you need to remember where you came from because if you forget where you came from you forget where you're going and if you don't know where you're going you're all gonna have a bad time as they say on south park so wrap it up here we've been going for a little bit long um if we want to push forward and have an industry that lasts that continues to grow and it continues to engage new audiences we have to evolve we have to update but we do not have to compromise what we are and who we are as a genre and what makes country music what it is because no one wants to turn on the radio and flip through all the stations and hear the exact same thing on all the stations or the exact same feel on all the stations and country music shouldn't be anything to be ashamed of it shouldn't be something that you're ashamed of to ride around and listen to in your car because that's what it is nowadays and i, I hope you guys are out there listening that are making this music and i hope you guys are listening because it's bad i don't know how else to say it but if you wouldn't ride down the road and listen to this song for at least a couple days, then it's it's you need to you need to not make it. You need to not publish it. You know? I mean, I wouldn't be caught dead with Keith Urban's latest album in my car. That is the one fear is that somehow it will find its way into my vehicle and when I die it will be in there somehow and they'll all say, Oh, look what he had in his car. Because wow. <clears throat> the dude who used to rock out and used to jam. The devil went down to Georgia on guitar, like the, the Australian, just badass. Like this dude was so cool for so long, and this is where we are. So Keith Alexander Scarzard is is just destroying your wife right now. Use it, okay? You you see how agitated you are? You let's make some lemonade. Let's let's make an album. Okay, let's make a real album. Lose the fucking Ableton and lose the fucking MIDI keyboard and go back to what you know and make a real album. And for everybody out there who thinks that country music can't die or that a genre of music won't it, will, it will never die out, I got one word for you. Opera. Actually, I got two words for you. Opera and Jazz when's the last time you went to a jazz concert and it was packed out not trying to hate on jazz because I like jazz but the point is music can become irrelevant and it become non-mainstream and it will slowly go to a music purgatory and if we don't do something about it quick and if we don't start making better music and, and, and pushing these artists and pushing ourselves for more where are we going to be at 20 years from now I don't know. Until next time, this is Martyn Mathis, episode two of The Outlaw Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and to follow and to uh, check us out next week for episode three.